Now, where is this alleged corpse? Uh, uh, just around the corner, to your right. Let's move. Point him up. A third of the way down the block. He's lying on the sidewalk uh, on his back. His eyes were staring. You know how a corpse can, can stare. I, I, I could see the blood on his shirt. Where is he supposed to be? Right here. Right here? Yes. Yes, I remember the sign on this building. Dozier's Warehouse. Well, you're back in 500, lady. The sign says Dozier's Warehouse, but where's your corpse? But he, he, he was lying right here. Uh-huh. Don't look at me like that. Like what? As if I were crazy. I don't think you're crazy. I tell you, I... You I... might have had just one too many, that's all. You're saying I was drunk. Oh, that's a very harsh word, drunk. It's a serious charge. Lady, I'm not making any charges. Well, what are you doing? I'm just speculating over possibilities. I haven't had anything to drink. If you say so. Can't you tell by my breath? Not all the time, like if you drink vodka. I never drink anything at all. If you say so. You must believe me, there was a body lying right here. Uh-huh. A dead body. 27. Come on, 27. Oh, excuse me, lady. 27. You need to back up low. No. What you got there? Nada. Garnish. Zilch. That famous firm and not lawyers. Oh, we do get calls like that. That passes the time. Should I bring her in? Here's your judgment. Thanks a lot. Ten four. Ten four to you and many of them. So, lady. I tell you, there was a man lying here, dead, on the street. Why isn't he lying here now? How'd you know he was dead? First, he had a widening, crimson patch across his chest. His eyes were open and staring, and there's a certain peculiar sprawl to a dead body. I don't mean peculiar funny. I mean peculiar distinct. What are you doing out here in this neighborhood this hour of the night? What am I doing out here? Yeah. What? Why do you ask? Well, it's late. Not a soul on the streets. Do you mean I have to account for my actions? Well, this neighborhood is mostly warehouses. What are you insinuating? Am I guilty of anything? I'm only asking. I know what you're asking. How did you happen to be here? That's not your affair. Oh, that's a legitimate question, lady. Well, I was driving home. Okay, you were driving home. I got off the expressway to take a shortcut. To where? Southbury. I live at 27 Southbury Crescent. Yeah? I was going down, or uh, proceeding, is that how you police like to put it? On Decatur, when my car... Yeah. Just like that. I couldn't start it again. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember seeing an all-night cab stand just as you get off the expressway. It wasn't far. I thought I'd just leave the car, walk over there, and take a cab home. Did you follow this? Oh, sure, sure. I came to the corner of Howell, and I happened to glance to the right. And I saw the body. So I ran over to... to well, I... I didn't know why at the, at the moment. Perhaps, perhaps I could have helped. But one close look, and I knew it was... Well, I, I remembered passing the phone booth on, on, on Decatur, so I ran back and called the police. You came and... Uh, and you saw this alleged body. 
It was an actual body. And you ran back around the corner and phoned? Yes. Now, between the time you uh, you saw the body and the time you made the call, how long was it? Perhaps a, a minute, a minute and a half. Okay, and you get on the phone, you talk to the dispatcher, I get the call, I show up. How much time is that? Perhaps two minutes. Okay, so it adds up to uh, three, three and a half minutes, maybe. Yes. And in that space of time, this alleged body disappears. That's right. Want me to give you a lift home, lady? Oh, no. No. No? You're dismissing me. You think I'm mad. People see things, especially late at night on dark, deserted streets. Tell me, while driving home from wherever you were coming from, were you for any reason thinking about death? Who do you think you are? A psychiatrist? Well, did you for any reason feel that someone you knew, I mean, did you wish him to be dead? How dare you, officer? Well, you're allowed to wish somebody dead as long as you don't do anything about it. This is a most monstrous accusation. There was a dead body lying on the sidewalk right here. Sure. You're patronizing me. Don't you dare. I'm sorry. What, what are you? A police officer. Not even an officer, just a patrolman. And look at you. You're at least in your 40s. I said I was sorry. And what can you make? 18, 19, 20,000 a year? My salary, madam, is a matter of public records. You are content to rock quietly in your your comfortable hammock of mediocrity. Okay, okay, lady. Let... Don't you dare interrupt. This year, my bonus alone will be over 20,000. My total earnings may well reach six figures. What do you think of that? I'm thinking I'd hate to be your husband. You needn't be insulted. Especially if I made less money than you did. Are you married? I guess not. I don't see any ring. And besides, what would you be doing out here all by yourself? What I'm doing out here is beside the point. Well, then again, how many guys out there that make better than 100000 per year? You must really have it tough trying to find somebody. Well, if you are unwilling to perform your duty, I shall do it for you. Hey, where are you going? Shouldn't you be asking if anyone heard or saw anything? Those places are all shut up at night. Not this one. I remember. I saw a shaft of light underneath the doorway. I don't see it now. Then that proves someone was here. Why don't you do it the easy way? around. Well, someone must have been here because, because the light is on any longer. Look. Look, the light. Someone just turned on the light. Who, uh, who's there? Well, tell him. Police. Something wrong? Yeah, what is it? I'm uh, sorry to disturb you at this hour, Mr. Uh, Dozier. Clement Dozier. Did you hear, uh, some noise a few minutes ago? Noise? What kind of noise? I ain't hear no noise. You, you, you didn't hear the sound of, of perhaps a fight? I didn't hear anything. I was fast asleep. Are you alone here? Yeah, of course. I come down to do some inventory, and as I say, I fell asleep. 
Then who turned off the light? What light? When I was outside your door just a few minutes ago, I could see a light under the door. Uh, you must be mistaken. Sir, this lady claims that she saw a dead man lying on the sidewalk just outside your door. She does? So we're asking around, you know, if anybody might have seen or heard anything unusual. A man dead lying on a sidewalk? Yes. My goodness, how'd that happen? Well, I guess we don't know. Sorry we disturbed you, Mr. Dozier. Good night. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Good night. Okay, let's go. I saw you wink at that man. Who, me? Is it to tell him that I was... I was crazy? No. Would I do a thing like that? Look, I don't have to put up with this kind of insulting, patronizing behavior. Who is your superior? What do you want to do? I want to make sure that this incident is reported. I'll report it. I don't trust you. Well, what do you want me to do? I want you to take me to the police court. No, you don't. Now, look, now, look. Don't, don't explode. Just listen a minute, huh? To what? Common sense. Now, you talk like you're an important lady. You probably have a great job. What does this have to do with... Everything. You go to the station house, you report a thing like this, it goes on the record. Which is exactly what I want. Why? So that it won't be forgotten. Honey. Watch your language. <laughs> it will be forgotten. But you won't be. Now, what if some reporter, what if the media grabs it? They eat this kind of thing with a spoon. Woman sees dead body. Okay, what dead body? Where is it? All upstairs in the disturbed mind. Don't you dare talk to me like that. And what were you doing out there at 3 o'clock in the morning? I want to report this crime. Which crime? Okay. Okay. But just remember, you asked for it. Please sit down, Irma. Yes, Mr. Cunningham. Have you seen this morning's paper? Yes, sir. I just don't understand. You're a design engineer in our company, a rational, practical person, and then to create a disturbance over it at the police station. I'm sorry, Mr. Cunningham. I did what I thought was right. It would have been better had you done what was practical. I hope there's no lasting harm. The fact of the matter is, we are hired for our judgment. Yours was, quite frankly, not of the very best. I can only repeat what I said. I did what I thought was right. Yes. Famous last words. end of our story, instead of just the beginning, it could very well be true. But at this stage of things, we are only hearing the first words, and some extremely amazing ones at that, as you shall soon hear in Act Two.
by nature a deeply religious people, even those of us who deny any or all of the established creeds. The fact is, everyone worships something or someone. For example, there are those who are devoted disciples of the great goddess practicality, and their theology can be expressed in five words, without a number one. The heroine of our story has always been a priestess of practicality, until one night when she forgot another basic tenet of her religion, to wit, don't make waves. Mr. Cunningham, I realize this may sound rather stuffy, but I was only trying to do my duty as a citizen. Mm, most commendable. I hope it doesn't prove unfortunate. But I don't what got into you anyhow. I don't know. I, I, I saw this dead body. Oh, quit that sniffling. You sound just like a woman. I am a woman. No, you're not. Would I have hired you if you were a woman? Uh, yes, well, maybe you are. But you think like a man. You have the most brilliant, incisive mind. You're the best engineer I've got on my staff. Well, it'll blow over. I'm sorry. Besides, he isn't worth it. Who isn't worth it? Well, that, that Stockwell. How, how do you know about John Stockwell? Oh, I, I'm entitled to a private life of my own. Yes, you are. And you certainly made a mess of it. Do you mean you, you had me followed? Oh, sit it down. It was the federal government. What business is it? You happened to be working on the Ballantry Project. Oh. And everybody in that job is being placed under the microscope. They came to me and asked me what I knew about him. That's how I found out. Oh, right. I made a fool of myself. Oh, why did my car have to break down last night? Why did you have to break down? You've been working hard, much too hard. You need a rest. Is uh, this the beginning of the greasing of the skin? Uh, don't you develop a persecution complex on me. You're still the best engineer I have. Even if I'm a woman? I understand your problem. Mm, I'll bet. Where can you meet a man on an equal footing who makes as much money, who is just as important as you are? Almost exactly what he said to me last night. Oh, you're the natural prey of the John Stockwells of this world. None of this is getting my work done. The best thing I could do for you would be to cut your salary and make you somebody's secretary. Oh, thank you. I can't change society, Emma. Now tell me the truth. Was there a dead body? Good evening. Well, how do you do? I was told you could uh, generally be found in here. Jerry's? I home away from home. Here we have all the pleasures. Good beer, hearty sandwiches, ducks, shuffleboard, TV, cases, a ball game. The millionaires have it better. What are you drinking? Oh, nothing. Oh, that's against the law. What law? The law of good fellowship. Jerry, to this way, huh? Are you uh, surprised to see me? Well, I'd 
I'd have been just as surprised not to see him. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but it's deep. It's very deep. I, I came here because... Yeah. Because of something you said last night. Oh, about last night. Look, I, I want to apologize. You know, I have no right to treat you like a nut. Well, I must have sounded like a nut. Thanks, Jerry. Well? Here's to you. Well, what's in it? Oh, good spirits, good cheer. Go ahead. How can anything bad happen to you? You were the cop. Well, it's rather pleasant. And, uh, now you were saying? You know, it's the first time I ever had a drink in a place like this, you know. Oh, your education must have been sadly neglected. Uh, no, no, there's one thing that wasn't. My education. Last night, you said something very perceptive. Ah, uh, you don't want to pay attention to what I said. You said people see things, especially late at night, on dark and deserted streets. I asked, was I for any reason thinking about death? I asked you that. Further, you asked, did I wish anyone were dead? Well, I don't remember asking you that. But you did. And I did. You did what? I wished someone were dead. Who? Him. Him? Who's he? A man named John Stockwell. Now, who's John Stockwell? Who is John Stockwell? An interesting question. John Sturdivant Stockwell is especially designed for the Irma Desjardins of this world. I understand. How? I haven't said anything yet. You've said everything. <laughs> Just when you've given up, he comes along. He's good looking. You know what he's after. Everything you can get. And you can't accuse him of being dishonest. Oh, of course not. And when you confront him, you know what he says? Yeah. He says, but I never said I loved you. <laughs> Famous last words. Well, you're better off without him. Some more famous last words. You knew you were riding for a fall. Of course. But you keep telling yourself maybe he means it. Maybe this time it's different. I, I'd gone up to visit him at his place on Silver Lake, and I... Why am I telling you all this? You don't have to. We can talk about the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game, too. The game of love. Only the losers look at love as a game. Last night you talked like a psychiatrist. Tonight you're a philosopher. <laughs> Ah, who knows, huh? Well, I thought I'd have it out with him. Pin him down. <laughs> but his type is like mercury. He kept smiling and nodding his head. Suddenly I realized he wasn't listening to me. So I started listening to myself. Do you know what I sounded like? A bitter, frustrated, middle-aged woman. I ran out of there at 2 o'clock in the morning. I got in my car and started to drive. I had to get away quickly. Do you know why? You wanted to kill him. I saw myself killing him. I saw him lying dead at my feet. And when I was walking down to Cater and reached Howell, I turned my head to the right, and there he was, lying dead on the pavement, just as if I had wished him there. And that's what happened. It was just as you had diagnosed. 
Well, I, I don't think that's what happened. You don't? No, no, I don't. I actually believe you did see a dead body. But last night, oh, you said... last night. You insisted it was my imagination. I was wrong. About what? Everything. You actually believe I saw a real dead body? Yeah. What made you change your mind? Well, I checked you out. I looked you up. You know you and who's who? Oh, but... You're a very impressive lady. I mean, you're a mathematician, a physicist, an engineer. You deal in the practical, realistic side of life. That's a popular fallacy. You're concerned with stuff that, that, that can be weighed and measured and, and scientifically proven. But so much of it is theory and guesswork and chance. Ah, don't be modest. I'm trying to be truthful. So, I figured if she says she saw this guy, that has to be good enough for me. So, I'm going to try to prove you were right. No. No, no, no. Please don't. Now, I'll talk to Captain Boswell of the, 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 the division. Maybe he can put some plain clothes on. I'd rather you didn't. Look, I'm doing this for you. The best thing you can do for me would be to let it all die quietly. Let us pretend it never happened. You're pretty good at that game, aren't you? What game? The game of let's pretend. But you always lose it. The latest match you lost was the one you had with this John Stockwell. You see now why you never rose above the rank of patrolman. You have no resiliency, no flexibility, no understanding of the complexities of life. Oh, I don't care what you do. I will steadfastly deny that I ever saw that body. And what about justice? Mm, a psychiatrist, a philosopher, and now you're a moralist. Hey, I'm a triple threat, huh? You are also insufferable. Good night. Paramount, I want all your materials on Ballantry. Oh, sure. No problem, Mr. Cunningham. And uh, after lunch, I want you to meet with Carstairs. Carstairs? About what? The alternate energy project. Oh, but I don't know what they've been You're doing. You the... in, and you will brief him on Ballantry. But why? We've decided to change project leaders. Who decided? Who decided, Mr. Cunningham? Uh, Ballantry is my project. I gave birth to it, and I nourished it until it became the strongest and most viable project we have in the house. It's mine. Ballantry belongs to me. Not exactly, Irma. It belongs to the federal government. Oh, please. I have nothing to say about it. It's, uh... It's just that the federal people have been swarming all over me since this disappearing corpse thing. They insist now that you don't have the mental stamina that's needed to head Ballantry. I'll match my mental stamina. Oh, come on, I... no, no, I don't meet the rules. So the Federals think I'm a nut, hmm? No, that's a harsh way to put it. But accurate. And suppose I'm right. About what? About that dead body. Emma. Emma has left well enough alone. Surprised to see me? I'd have been just as surprised not to see you. I think we're in a rut. 
That's what life is, basically, isn't it? Same old thing every day. Um, can I buy you a drink? Don't flaunt your wealth in here. We have some low-life types that hang around. Well, I thought with a cop I'd be saying. Well, according to some people, I'm the lowest life of them all. Hey, listen. I'm sorry. About what? Not the way I lit into you the other night. I mean, after all, if you want to let it go, why should I want to make waves? Besides, all you were doing to me was what I've been trying to do for you. Save you from winding up behind the eight ball. What do you mean? Well, if I went to the captain of detectives with that little fairy tale, he'd think I was a nut. So would everybody else. And once you get a reputation as a weirdo around the station house, I mean, it's like fleas on a dog. You never get rid of them. Oh. So you were right. Let's forget the whole silly business. Hey, Jer, couple down here, huh? Uh, I don't think we should forget the whole business. You don't? No. We can't. To do, we're, we're, we're only playing games. That's true, isn't it? Well, yes, but... And, and besides, what, what will happen to justice? Justice? Yes, justice. Can we stand by and see her raped, ravaged, mocked? Well, can we? Justice, after all, is the linchpin, if you will permit me to stretch the analogy, of every story about crime. And where you have crime, you must have punishment. Therefore, justice shall not be mocked. Instead, justice will be done. But in its usual case, the third act. Dead body. 
You know, you're not really a bad-looking dame. That is not the point. Honey, where women are concerned, that's always the point. Would you forget that I'm a woman? That's what you've been asking the whole world to do all your life, isn't it? Are you going to help me? Didn't I explain that if you keep insisting on that body, you're going to wind up being classified as a nut? Like the ground rules have been changed. Now I'll be typed as a nut if I can't produce that body. It simply has to exist. All right, then, let's go. Where? To the scene of the alleged crime. Gloves. He was wearing gloves. You're sure? I'm positive. 
In June? Oh, your well-dressed Frenchman will hardly ever venture forth into the streets without his gloves. Honey, we just may have cracked this thing. Where are we going? We're going to look at some pictures. Now, this is where we have the Rose Gallery. Millions of pictures. How can you look through millions? Well, you only have to look at a few. Everything's classified, you see, by computer. Now, what are we looking for? Maybe a foreigner, hmm? maybe a Frenchman. Now, Tom, who runs this joint, pushes the right buttons. Now, he's middle-aged, well-dressed, wears a carnation. That's a few buttons. Mustache, that's another button. Now, from the look of him, he's not a thug, so maybe it's some kind of a confidence operation. Maybe smuggling, maybe drugs. More buttons. Now, let's start looking. Plus 
the body of Frenchie Joe Schultz. But... And what's more, they're looking for you. For me? Anyone sees you, you're supposed to report to your office immediately. I, I, I don't understand, Mr. Cunningham. You were right. I was right. About what? There actually was a body. Then why was I persecuted? When the federal people learned that it was you who reported the crime, they decided that a person of your stature and judgment had to be a trusted observer. Then why was I treated as, a, uh, as an, an eccentric? <laughs> that was merely to put these people off guard. People? Mm-hmm. It's an entire ring. It involves dozens of people. Marilyn, ready to go back to work? Um, tonight? We've already lost enough time on the Ballantry Project. Mm, you know something, Mr. Cunningham? I feel we're going to lose quite a bit more. Uh, where are you going? Um, I'm starting a project of my own. Oh, wait. You have to check it out with me. No, I don't. Hello there. Hello. Surprised to see me? Oh, let's not start that again. (laughs) What should we start? Well, I don't know. Or should we start anything at all? Let's not start anything we can't finish. Well, you take a thing like love now. Love? Who said anything about love? You mean you you don't want to talk about it? Oh, sure, sure. I guess we should. Well, love is a project. Do you agree? Okay. And one thing about projects. When you start one, you, you never really know how it's going to end. True? Happily ever after. 
Now, you know you only get one story at a time. If you want that story to continue, you have to write it yourself. They did or they didn't, according to your own very private vision of the human condition. If you're a romantic, the answer is yes. If you're a cynic, the answer is no. They say you can't please everybody, but you must admit we try. Our cast included Kim Hunter, Mandel Kramer, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. On the day of the oath, meant nothing more than a fanciful piece of theater. And how quickly I aged and grew up. It was our last performance of Faust in Berlin. Not a seat in the theater empty. And the play was almost over. And I was saying Marguerite's speech to Faust. My mother had I put to death. I drowned the baby born to thee. Was it not given to thee and me? Thee too. Killing the 